Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today you are in for a real treat because I have back with me Sheila Huda. Sheila is an independent director, advisor to CEOs, former C-level operating executive with 30 years plus years of global experience. She has provided strategic direction, driven growth, and transformed Fortune 500 companies. She is the CEO of Alpha Advisory Partners and serves on the boards of directors at Mutual of Omaha Insurance Company and Virtus Investment Partners. She is a thought leader and regular contributor and speaker on governance, strategy, and leadership. Prior to her board service, she has held senior operating roles at TIAA, TIAA, Credit Suisse Investment Bank, Thomson Reuters, and McKinsey Company across the U.S., Europe, and Asia and India. She's a lifetime member of the Council on Foreign Relations and also serves on boards focusing on education, women's empowerment, and global policy. And frankly, she's one of my favorite guests to have on because I learn a lot when I talk to her and uh, interview for a podcast. She's incredibly personal, always has uh, some great insights for us. So Sheila, with that uh, introduction, thanks a lot uh, and welcome back. Thank you, Tom. Much appreciate. Well, Sheila, let's just jump right into it because uh, one of the things I've wanted to visit with you about from your perspective as sitting on boards and being a corporate advisor is the massive disruption that we're seeing, uh, of course, all levels of the corporation. But what would uh, you say that boards or how would you help boards define the digital market marketing and regulatory disruption that you're observing uh, at that level? Sure, Tom. Um, Well, it goes without saying that we are seeing massive disruption at a scale and pace never been seen before. And that pace is accelerating. And we are seeing this disruption across industries, sectors, and business models. And is brought about by a confluence of factors, including digital and technology, but also changing demographics, customer preferences, regulation, and market forces. However, the disruption brought on by technology and digital at this juncture, I think, is the most significant. You're constantly hearing about artificial intelligence, blockchain, cloud services, sensors, uh, cognitive technologies, artificial or augmented reality, the internet of things, the list is endless. And tech has now moved from being an enabler and supporter of business to being the primary driver and differentiator. So it has become literally the heart of the business. And with this comes both opportunity, challenges, and new risks. Therefore, companies that do not change their strategy or innovate and move at a faster pace to keep ahead of this rapidly changing environment risk losing their competitive advantage 
in a huge way and potentially also risk going out of business. So now having laid down this groundwork about the disruption that we are facing, what, what is the implication for boards? What, what do boards see? What do they do? Um, as we know, the fundamental obligation of a corporate board is to enhance the long-term value of the company on behalf of its shareholders. And therefore, as business disruption threatens literally the very sustainability of a company, it is becomes the core fiduciary responsibility of the board to manage, navigate, and mitigate the risks of disruption for the companies they oversee. And how do they do this? You know, how do they discharge this new, um, new increasingly threatful scale of disruption and their responsibilities in this context? And boards will need to evolve their practices and priorities with a level of urgency so that their companies remain re relevant and they can future-proof the companies they oversee. As we know, boards set the tone from the top. And therefore, embracing this change, managing the risks, and fostering innovation-led growth to stay ahead of the tsunami of disruption is, is absolutely mandatory for boards. They need a new enhanced role to play. And you know, to quote this at a much higher level, high performance governance leads, it does not follow. And therefore, for organizations to succeed in this environment of escalating disruptions, boards need to hear this clarion call for governance, refocus, and renewal. Sheila, with the um, innovation that you have hinted at, um, I guess from your perspective, you've, you've been a C-suite uh, executive, you've been a senior executive, now you're on boards, uh, and the, the function and structure of boards has been largely unchained, unchanged probably for a couple of hundred years. How can, you, how can we bring innovation um, to a board or even to get a board to embrace innovation in their organization? Sure, Tom. Um, you know, boards do many things as they oversee their companies. But uh, as we think about board renewal, um, I'd like to sort of focus on three main areas that boards need to focus on as they embrace this change and disruption. And I use the word embrace in a positive way because it does bring opportunities, but it also brings risks. So they embrace change, they manage their risk, and they foster innovation to stay ahead of uh, the curve in this new environment. So the three areas of board renewal that I suggest uh, for consideration are one, the board's oversight of strategy, when they talk about strategy, needs to be integrated tightly with technology, innovation, 
risk, and culture. And I, as I will explain as we go forward, these three elements should be almost interchangeable. Technology, innovation, risk, and culture. Because we all play off each other and strengthen each other. So that's one area. The second area is the board's oversight of human capital and the talent agenda. And the, at the high level, the reason is people make the organization. So leveraging this, them to the max is what's required. And the third area of focus that I would suggest is a new model of board management partnership and shared responsibility to lead through disruption and foster innovation. So having sort of highlighted these three areas, uh, let's talk about uh, the first, um, um, first theme that I suggested for board renewal. And that is integrated, integrating the strategy discussion and focus with technology, innovation, risk, and culture. Now, you know, how would board do this? How would boards do this? The first is they would look at themselves and say, do we have the right board composition, skills, and perspectives? Now, managing through this disruption will require boards to ask questions like, are we making the right assumptions that underline our business strategy? How can we disrupt ourselves? Can we disrupt ourselves? Who is likely to disrupt us? How can we be prepared for this? And therefore, boards will need to look around their table and see if they have the right perspectives. You know, a way around this is to see do they need to have more technology savvy or digital directors brought on? Or do they need to establish an outside advisory board with experts and consultants? Or do they need to collaborate with technology companies, VCs, and incubators who bring these skills? But that's the first question. Do we have the right skills at the table? The second sub-point in this topic about the strategy discussion is the board process. Now, typically and historically, boards have focused on strategy in a, in a deep way or a deeper way once a year. What I am suggesting is strategy should be an integral part of every board meeting because the environment is changing very, very quickly. So you can't do it once a year. It needs to be part of every board discussion and maybe even via targeted discussions between board meetings. It needs to be part of the DNA of the board. The third sub-bullet in this area is the culture, a risk-taking culture that the board will need to sort of embrace and inculcate across the organization. Now, you know, because there's so much uncertainty in today's environment, uh, boards will need to be more evolution, move from being just being evolutionary and step by step 
and more holistically embracing revolutionary innovation. Now, innovation comes with risks. Getting breakthrough innovation comes with risks. It's very hard to predict, quantify, and plan for innovation. Um, you know, data analytics um, will provide insights, but there's so much that comes with gut and experience and sensing the markets. But this also brings the risk of failure. So fostering a culture that is receptive to, to risk and failure is a critical aspect of board governance. Um, management will need to figure out ways to learn fast, fail fast, and move on. So that's the third part. And the last part, again, you know, as we talk of risk and culture and innovation and technology, is how do you measure that you are doing, um, doing well, or at least making progress in fostering and working through disruption? And that is what I would call metrics, but new type of metrics. Most companies and boards measure the number of new products in introduced, the amount of revenue spent on new products, et cetera. What I'm talking also about is, in addition, considering what I call white spaces. How much time does the organization as a whole spend on experimenting, thinking, brainstorming, trying new things? So innovation is then not restricted to a product development area, but it becomes part of the fabric of the entire organization. Different people are thinking about how do you serve customers better? How do you lower costs? What are the new needs? What are the new products? How do you use technology to jump a leapfrog over competition? You know, that innovation becomes part of the DNA, and those are some of the white spaces that you measure. So this is all aspects that I've talked about in terms of the board's strategy discussion that needs to be integrated with technology, innovation, risk, and culture. Now, uh, Tom, um, I'd like to also very quickly go through the what I call the board needing to enhance its focus on human talent and um, human capital. Absolutely. Uh, because that's what, um, you know, talent and the risks and reward that come with best managing um, an organization's talent is what helps navigate disruption and innovation. And in the current environment, you know, kind of the things the boards and senior management need to be mindful about is does the company have a very clear sense of vision and social purpose? Uh, you know, what is the higher end goal of the company? Uh, because that is one part that brings people together. And then aligning employee hiring, engagement, and retention with the mission of this company. Uh, boards will need to be asking questions around, are they investing enough 
in reskilling and retraining to meet these new work demands. It includes thinking about new workforce models. What is the future of work with disruptive automation and technology? You're going to see a larger number of people who are part-timers, who work remotely. How are you going to be dealing with the incentives, the compensation, the motivation, the culture-binding elements when you have people working into, in different business models? And lastly, it's the whole concept with greater automation is how would humans and machines work together? Because that is going to be the future of work, working efficiently, effectively, and leveraging humans and machine. And when I mean machines, it's technology, it's robotics, it's artificial intelligence, etc. So the whole concept of human capital and human talent is going to take a shift and that is an area that boards will need to address and question um, in this new era of disruption. And the last part is, you know, considering how we are, as we discussed, we are thinking about strategy in a whole deeper holistic way. We're thinking about human capital and talent in a completely different um, in a, with a very different approach. The last is the board and management uh, relationship. I would think and I would suggest for consideration is that we evolve to a stage where it is a shared responsibility to lead through disruption, to foster innovation. It's more of a management partnership with management. And this is a delicate balance because you're sort of treading the line between the fiduciary responsibility of a board and management's uh, executive uh, role and responsibility. And it would entail having a completely different type of dialogue in the boardroom where there's an open exchange of ideas, more of an open door policy but it would also require a sense of vulnerability on the part of management. They're not coming in with fully baked answers. They're coming in with a range of answers for discussion and debate to then decide what may be the path forward. So it requires some trust and transparency on both the sides of the board and management, because it's a shared responsibility. You're dealing with um, the great unknown. You're talking about change that has never existed before. So a different sort of a balance and um, rebalance between the fiduciary responsibility of the board and the executive power of management. So to sum up, Tom, you know, I, I think disruption in the, in the current environment is a clarion call for board refocus and renewal. It's a fiduciary responsibility of the board to ensure the sustainability of the company during the time, this time of rapid change. Um, and then boards 
to do so, we'll need to elevate and integrate the strategy agenda with technology, risk, innovation, and culture. They need to bring the talent agenda up front and center, because people are the key to moving forward. And the third suggestion for consideration is a completely new model of board management engagement to manage and succeed through this time of disruption. So, Sheila, the in incredibly innovative uh, strategy techniques and even focus that you've laid out for us here, it really seems to embrace several key things that I've heard you talk about uh, on this podcast and, and in writings that you have uh, put in the, to the public record, uh, such as trust and transparency and an open door policy and really the engagement of the board. But you you are really focused on the board making these changes so that they can help the company uh, run better. Is that the message that uh, one of the messages you're trying to get out? Uh, yes, uh, Tom, you know, because the board sets the tone at the top and it sort of is the culture flag bearer that sort of by by put, placing this accountability on the CEO and the management of the company, they are sort of, sort of fostering all this change across the organization. But the ultimate responsibility, of course, rests with the board. It is their fiduciary responsibility. So Sheila, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but this has just been a fascinating exploration of many different concepts, ideas, and thoughts that really you put together in, in a way and packaged it and articulated it in a way that I think is going to lead a dynamic uh, conversation at, frankly, the board level, the senior executive level, and at the company level uh, for some time to come. So thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you, Tom, and it is always my pleasure. Thank you. Make sure to check out Tom's latest book, The Complete Compliance Handbook, available at Amazon. It incorporates the most recent pronouncements and guidance from the Department of Justice, including 2017's Evaluation Corporate Compliance Programs and FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy to provide the most up-to-date advice on what constitutes a best practices compliance program. Go to fcacompliancereport.com.